this morning I'm talking to you about equipped for the work of ministry. Equipped for the work of ministry. Life is not a joke. Life is not try and error. Life is not like I hear they say, Matra Makwe. I am not trying to see if I am called into ministry. I am not trying to see if I will succeed. I am not trying to see if this business will work or not work. I must have a very clear mind and purpose concerning why I am here in the earth. Life is not try and error. Life is built on purpose. And so you have to understand. The Bible says that it is good for a young man to bear his burden in his youth. It is good for you and I to bear our burden in our youth. Because when we become old, we cannot bear burden. Life is not haphazard. Listen to me. Your life is divinely orchestrated that you and I, we don't need to worry about a thing. Please, let's have this one on. Your life is divinely orchestrated that you and I, we don't need to worry about anything. It's hitting me directly. It's punishing me. Your life is divinely orchestrated that you have nothing to be afraid of. And so for you to live in that confidence and be bold, it requires that you step into the realm of your purpose and allow your purpose to define you, not what people say, not what society says, not what your mother says, not what your father says, except that what your mother, your father, and your leaders will say over you are the very things that align to the plan and the purpose of God for your life. But other than that, you will not allow any other thing to define you in this earth. Life is divinely orchestrated such that you don't need to worry about a thing. So last week, we got looking at what is the work of ministry. Because we are studying how can we be equipped, empowered, resourced, graced. Apostle Paul says that according to the grace of God that is given to me for you. Let me repeat that. There is a grace that is given to equipers. And that grace that is given to the equipers, they are given for those to be equipped. Those to be res- people who are supposed to be resourced. So every now and then, when we gather at a meeting, whether it is, it, is, it is just for us to come and have some discussion and decide on some things, we are in opportunities to be equipped. Whether we are having a meeting like this, we are in opportunities to receive resources. By the way, the grace of God is not something spooky. It's not like, it's not like some imaginative thing. The grace of God is like petrol to a car. The grace of God is like diesel and engine oil to 
to, 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 to enable an engine to function properly. The grace of God is like the components, the filters, the oil filters, the fuel pump, and all of those things coming together to make one person powerful. The grace of God is a resource. A picture of it we find in scripture is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, when the woman got filling bottles and, and vessels with oil. We can take that scripture and talk about the grace of God within that contest and talk about how an oil is poured into bottles and it fills the bottle up. It is grace. A car will not move if it doesn't have fuel. And if the engine oil is at a certain level, the engine could break. Or there are certain cars today, if the engine oil is at a certain level, the car will stop. The engine will not start. So when we talk about we being equipped for the work of ministry, we are talking about receiving all grace, receiving all enablement, receiving all empowerment, receiving all the wisdom. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 3, 15, it says, And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will fill you with knowledge and understanding, not entertainment. And so when we are coming to meetings of the soul, or any of our gatherings, it is important that we set our minds that I am going to receive engine oil. I am going to receive quality fuel to empower me. I am going to receive another skill. I am going to receive another shaping. I am going to have my mind shaped, my understanding shaped, my ways shaped so that I can become more powerful. I am going to receive clarity inside. My understanding is going to be deepened. I am going to become more and more bold and my confidence will increase. I am going out there to receive an idea and a wisdom that I will be able to begin to live my life. So when we talk about church services and when we talk about the gathering of the ecclesia, it is not just a place where I give some nice offering, I clap my hands and sing some nice songs and, and, and sit on some nice chairs and pews and, and, and listen to some nice preaching and then I close and I go home after giving my nice offering. When you go to a gathering and the gathering is only about listening to something nice, giving some nice offering and there is no the element of equipping there could be a problem because apostles prophets evangelists teachers and pastors they are giving for releasing a certain resource and so as i stand here resource is coming out as i stand here there is a dimension of god and christ that is oozing out to you and it is called impartation and when that begins to happen it stirs up so many things inside an ordinary man the man could not be thinking about a way to profit but suddenly there is a grace that impacts the man there's a resource that enables the man and this man begins to think about things that are possible that other men are not thinking about thank you it is called the investment of heaven it is God investing all of who he is inside you. So when we gather like this, we want to be equipped for the work of ministry. And so we've been discussing many things and we talked about the work of ministry last week. So today I want to zero in on the nature, the context and the nature of the call. 
What is the context and the nature of your calling? How did God call you? What did he put on you? That call, what does it look like? How does it work in your life? These are the things we want to discuss. How does that call connect you? What are some of the elements? So let's identify a few things. It is important that we understand our call so that we do not sell out our call for a mere portage. Today there are many things that are distracting people. Somebody is in a specific trail, call of God. But because of something that looks beautiful, the way this person is doing it, I will sell out my call. You know, I quoted a scripture, I think at the beginning of this teaching, how many weeks ago? Almost about 10 weeks ago, if I'm not making a mistake. And I said, Jonah chapter 2, the verse 8. It says, They that look at lying vanities forfeit their own grace. Say, I have a grace. I have, a I have an anointing. I have now, if you, if you look at, the Bible says, They that look at worthless idols. In fact, an idol is already worthless. But why do you emphasize the worthless? It means it's worthless, worthless idol. It said, They that look at worthless idols forfeit their own grace. So the call of God should not be sold for a mere pottage. You have to remain focused. You have to remain committed. You have to remain resilient. Whether in hunger, in tears, in pain, in failure, in abandonment. Listen to me. You have to be committed to the call. How about there's some feedback in me? There has to be a commitment. Whatever will happen, will happen when it happens. You must know this. Whatever God has purpose, it will happen when it happens. And everything about God's call is filled with his strategic intent and mindset that is locked up in his heartbeat. So as God's heart beats for you, there are plans and purposes loaded in that. So the call of God should not be sold out for some mere pleasure, some mere opportunity. I remember some years back, maybe I may be sharing some, today I'm very calm. Remember <laughs> some years back, somebody told me, he said, he said, you, but that place you are preaching, that small church you have, uh, what, what, do you, what do you have there? How much are you getting there? Uh, come and join me. You are my Elijah. You are my Elisha. Come and join me. I'll buy you a house. I'll buy you a car. I'll put you on TV. In fact, the thing that is in you, everybody in the world must hear it. Immediately you sell out your call, you can never have your call again. If you can be bought, if you can be flattened, you can be bought. If you can be deceived, then they can buy you. And when they buy you, you will never have an anointing. Today, there are many young men who have been bought. As a result of the, I know a man of God who told me, you know, because of, you know, there's some money and the things and there's some help and they provide me accommodation. And so, uh, did God call you to go and even lead a church? 
Did God call you to go and do what you are doing? But because of the food, the money, the opportunity that comes with it, the promise of maybe taking you to America after you have served me. So by this, many are in slavery. If I want to continue this way, I will not finish. By this, many are in slavery. Many are in slavery because we will look at the beautiful things and we are like Saul. When we see the people scattering around us and they are gathering around Christian, then let me quickly also do something that Christian is doing that is attracting the people so that they will come to me. And by so doing, we have lost our call 20 years ago. You see, God is the only person who can fire you and still allow you to be working for him. Saul was on the throne. We got on the throne. He disobeyed. God and God fired him and anointed David on the side and for the next 20 years Saul is still in the lamb life but David is running through the desert and is running through the bushes and sometimes he would pretend as if he is sick and he is mad simply because of the call of God listen we have to be very careful if we do not understand the call and the purpose of God for our life anything goes if purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the use of this thing, oh, you can even put it on the floor and start kicking it. Abuse is inevitable. It is time that we enter into the moment of discerning so that we can begin to appreciate our moments. Right now in your life, you must begin to appreciate the moments that you have, the opportunities that you have, because the call of God is not something to be sold out for a mere pottage. We must not approach the call of God. Okay, so I've jumped my notes and talked about it. We must not approach the call of God with fatalism. Anything that happens will happen. Anything that will happen will happen. It means you are confused. You don't know. <laughs> If you do anyhow, anyhow, you see anyhow, anyhow. And that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing. We must not. Let me, let, me, let me go back and because I jumped something in my note. I said the high calling of God should not be sold for a mere pottage. How do you sell your call for a mere pottage? There are many things that are competing for your call. It can be your fiancé. It can be your wife. It can be your children. It can be some strange girl. It can be some strange guy. And they are all competing for your call. And we will abandon our call for that satisfaction. It is time that we become decisive and very purposeful and very convinced about why you are doing what you are doing and it must be informed by the fact that God instructed that thing. The call of God must be accorded with faith, determination, and not allowed to fall to the false allure, the false attraction around you. The call of God should not be approached with the posture of fatalism. Whatever will happen will happen when it happens. No. There has to be, it has to be filled with strategic intent and steps that are in tandem, that are according to God's mind and purpose. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? It means that, it means that, it means that when I'm going to marry that brother, because listen, the call of God determines who you marry. Eh? You go and marry, you go and marry a, a, a brother who does not believe in the fact that God has called you to do a certain thing, he will discourage you, he will break you down. He would never, he would never support you, he would, he would never respect you. She would never respect you in that thing. So the call of God is, hey, Charlie, as for me, I'm very anointed. You know, when we were coming up, some of the guys believe that they are very anointed, they can do anything. It is not a call of God. It is called foolishness. I read in scripture that the anointing of God does not go with When God anoints you, it produces intelligence in you. I was talking the other day about, about the characteristics of the anointing. One of the days we were here. When God anoints you, it produces, it produces wisdom. The anointing does not go with foolishness. So immediately we start seeing foolishness. It means that something is wrong. You can't live your life anyhow. It has to be planned. It has to be purposeful. You can't just make friends with anybody. I remember when I was coming up in the service of God, and then there's a gentleman in our area called Sami. And Sami is Sami is a bad boy. I've heard some voice notes on social media. You're a bad boy. You're a very bad boy. <laughs> oh, you've not heard that voice note. Oh, you. You, you have not heard the voice though. You are a bad boy. You are a bad boy. You are a very bad boy. <laughs> Listen, Sammy was a, a very bad boy. And I don't know what attracted me to Sammy. I connected to Sammy and I liked Sammy. But Sammy was misbehaving. He has gone to jail how many times? Imagine I continue to be his friend. I would have gone to jail more than him. Because the Bible says greater things you shall do. Now, my mother will not allow that. My mother will fight me. Why? Because there is a call that is distinct from Sammy. So it is not just anybody that can become your friend. Listen, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm talking sense, but when the call of God is imagined, all of you here, we, all of us are young, and we need to listen to this carefully. When you are imagined, one of the things the enemy would do quickly is to get the wrong to attach itself to you. Either to stop you instantly, or to embed itself and hide in your life and genuine with you all through the heights. And when you are in the heights, that very enemy will not bring you down. So we saw the story of the young prophet and the old prophet. And the old prophet will come and say, the Lord stood an angel of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me and said, and the young prophet lost his discernment. And did not, even if you lost your discernment, what was the first instruction that informed you? We must stay focused to the call. We can't just do anything to fulfill the call. Where you are, where you want to get to, you can't just be waiting anyhow, anyhow, I'm waiting, then it's, it will happen. It must be purposefully engaged. There must be strategic choices. Why did you do this? Why must I do this? Okay, I must take these steps. In this week, in this month, in the next six months, I am taking this and that and that and that strategic, specific steps, and I want to get here. I have been talking about becoming an economic powerhouse. I believe it's one of the things that God is opening me up to. This whole year, I've been talking about it. 
And so what do I do? I am not just sitting. Now I'm taking strategic steps by step to come into that. I am thinking, what products can I design and release? What service can I put out there? What are the strategic choices of friendships that I, I must enter into? So it is not about fatalism. You can't approach the call of God upon your life. That is not a call with fatalism. It must be filled with strategic intent and steps and steps and, and, and goals and pursuits step by step until I arrive at it as it is in the heart of God. The call of God. The call of God is not a hobby. Uh, today I feel like, tomorrow I don't feel like. It's not a hobby like I like football. The call of God is with you when you are asleep. The call of God is with you when you walk through the fire. The call of God is with you when you have luck. The call of God is with you waving when you go through. The call of God led Jesus Christ through the cross. He knew the way, of, the way to the fulfillment of the call was through the cross. Even when he was sitting with Judas, he still told Judas, he said, why are you waiting? Go and do it now. <laughs> I knew that my destruction, my, my call will fulfill through hard Situation, but I still told you that go and do it. Listen, if we are not strong in spirit and strong in mind, I hope you heard what I said. Sometimes we are too emotional, we break down easily. We have to be strong, there has to be a venom in our head. We have to be kanpe, we have to be strong minded, we have to be emotionally balanced because there are all kinds of things that will try to throw you off as you pursue the call. The call of God is on a hobby. It's not like I wake up and go and play football in the morning. It is with you even when you are in the middle of the ocean. The call of God is on a hobby. It's indeed the high and honored calling of God. The call of God, the call of God is not a place for reckless scrambling for money. Let's address this one. Today, for example, in the body of Christ, people are preachers. And people are just jockeying each other. They are jostling each other. I want to be the hottest number in town. I want to be number one. I want to be known in the whole city. Oh, so uh, 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 Moses has started this particular thing. Now you see everybody starting. Everybody starting. Starting. Uh, there is there is NSPPD. There is after hour. Then somebody start this. Then somebody. Everybody starting. And then and then as as I watch some of them, some of the alert that I get. They are coming exactly at the time when NSPPD. So he has positioned. I look and I'm like, what is happening? Is that God instructing you or you are jockeying the other to become the hottest number and known and popular? The call of God is not a place where we are chasing money. It is a place for fulfillment of God's mind and purpose. I hope you are being blessed by this. It's not a place of reckless scrambling for money. It's not a place filled with manipulative tendencies as a con game for profit. I'm going to profit. It's so some people can organize a program simply because they want some money. Some people can go to places because when I go, I know they will pay me this and that and that and that. A young man came, a young man, we needed somebody to help us play keyboard. And a young man came 
You see, I, I, me personally, I've told myself I will not tell I will not tell people my plans. So he came and Albert and Sami started negotiating and David also. Is it David? David included? Yeah. yeah, so they negotiated with the guy and they told the guy something and the guy the guy left and he never came back again. As a matter of fact, the way he plays it's not but we, we will accommodate. He left and never came back again. So he's been offered a certain amount. And when I did a calculation, he's been offered where he is. He's offered a certain amount. Where he says he plays somewhere, he, he off, he's offered a certain amount. When I do the calculation, he, spends about, he will spend about half of that amount to get to the place. And I'm giving you something, and you don't know the other plans that I have in my mind. So I will look at the person's attitude. This time, yes, I just look at the person's attitude to see what it's like. Then I can bring the next plan on board. And he left and never came back. Now, people are just thinking about their stomach. Yes, we know when you go to the market, you have to pay money. But how about those who have been preaching for so many years without a salary? How about those who even take and put in? So we have to understand, the call of God will lead you to, to money and finances, but the issues of being an apostle, a prophet, a preacher, it is not an environment where you think that, okay, somebody says, I'm going to build a church, and then I'm going to get a pastor to come, and then every month we'll share the profit. The call of God is not a place where we go making money. It's a place of serious assignment. It is not a place for self-promotion. Please, you need to listen to this. Today, there's a, there are a lot of marketing tools. There are a lot of marketing tools. And these marketing tools can promote you easily. Get on Facebook. Begin to use all the tools that are there. Pay some small amount of money. Not long, you will be known in certain spheres. People will hear of you. But the call of God is not about self-promotion. It's not about dressing. The call of God in, indeed is what it is. The high calling of God is a serious matter. It's a serious eternal matter. It is not a place for self-appointment. You are not called apostle. You appoint yourself apostle. You are not called engineer. You appoint yourself engineer. You are not called a medical doctor. You appoint yourself a medical doctor. The next time you conduct an operation, you kill more people. Like, uh, uh, is it abortion doctor? And, uh, like, you, you, you understand? That you must be called into it. There are a lot of fraudulent people who have invaded the call environment. And so one of the things you can do for yourself is to spend days seeking the face of the Lord and to know exactly what your season is and what you ought to do and what is that exact call. Today we are not serious. We are just fancy. Too many fancy things. Let's talk quickly about levels of the call. Number one, there is a call unto salvation. And so everybody that is sitting here, and that is under the sound of my voice, and that is following us on social media, and you are listening now, you must be born again. It is the first call after the fall. You must be born again. You must give your life to Jesus Christ. All of us are called unto that call. Every human being is called to salvation. It is a general call. All of us 
can walk in that calling and express that calling. It's a general call, the call to salvation. There is a call to serve. And then there is a call to an office. And I'm talking to you this morning about your call as in your office. What is your office? Are you an apostle? Are you a teacher? Are you an evangelist? Are you a prophet? Are you an engineer? Are you, are you a lawyer? Are you an accountant? What is your call? Are you a business mongol? What is your call? When we begin to allow even our children to begin to think deeply about the essence of their life. You know, there's a song that I like listening to. It says, you never know why you are alive until you have something to die for. You never know why you are alive until you have something to die for. What are you dying for? <laughs> you see why some people live long, even some unbelievers, they discover their call and they give their life to it and they live long. They are sold out. Are you sold out to your call? Or you are just waiting and waiting that some, one day something will happen. You must be sold out to your call. You must be sold out to your call. You must be sold out to your call. Psalm 138. I hope I got it on Psalm 139. Let me see. Psalm 138. Psalm 138. Today you say you are apostle. Today you said you are a brother. The next day you said you are uh, an engineer. The next day you said you are this. And now we don't even know. Now you, you want to become, uh, because the, the thing that is nice is now a, a, a bishop. You want to be bishop. And then the thing that is nice is uh, archbishop. You want to. So you alone, who are you? Are you male or female? They say, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's called confusion. Please, all of us sitting here. My late father in the Lord. Remember some few years ago? Or not a few years. Long, long years ago. Long years ago. He said to me. He calls me Michelle. He said, Michelle, come. Michelle. The Lord said to me many, many years ago that he's going to raise a prophet in my ministry. And now I have seen you. But I have seen that there is a strong teaching anointing upon your life. And I've seen that you love books. You love to study. You love to go to school. I want you to do one thing to safeguard yourself because I have studied scripture and I've studied books of certain men and there was one particular man who would spend his time being uh, doing the work of an evangelist and one day he will go before God and ask God after they have seen miracles people getting out of the wheelchair and walking prophecies coming to pass instantly all kinds of things he went before the Lord I am an evangelist I have arrived God what shall we do God says I didn't call you evangelist I don't know you as an evangelist said, I call you as a prophet and this and that and that. For 18 years, you would have done the work as an evangelist because I didn't call you as an evangelist. There has to be a very clear, distinct call. There has to be a very clear, distinct understanding of your call. And you have to apply yourself to it. You have to commit yourself to it. Wherever you find yourself, you have to give out that gift and that calling to serve. 
Is it that the fact that you are a lawyer uh, out there, you cannot be a lawyer in the house, you cannot apply the law to solve problems and move the kingdom of God forward as the mind of God is? So what we have done is that we have one character when we go to work and we have another character when we get to in the gathering of the saints. We are unable to carry the call through. The call of God is a call of God wherever we live, work, and play, and have church service. Wherever. Wherever. And so he said, I should go and wait on the Lord. Charlie, day and night, I stood in a shaman government school. Behind number two. Behind number two, what is there? The place that used to be the canteen. What is there? What's... Number what is there? You can't remember. Behind number two. This is number two. Behind it, this is the football field where we used to have fun. Behind the football field, this is St. Mary's wall on the side like this. So behind the, behind the football field this way is a certain... Day and night, in fact, 2 a.m., I'm standing there, Mandara, Kosha, Dadaba, Ayanta, Dadaba. And if you are a criminal and you saw me alone, one human being, and I'm in all black, and I'll be Yandoki, Amparantonia, you will not come close. Alone. You will not. And I kept seeking God. Father, what have you called me to be? What have you anointed me to be? What have you sent me into this earth for? What is the calling? And the Lord clearly spoke. And I've attached myself to that and continue to apply myself to date. I've attached myself to that and continue to apply myself to date. Psalm 139. Let's just read from the verse 13. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully You who is sitting here, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I like the three version. No, my three, my three version. <laughs> I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. 15. My frame was, was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, you sorry, in your book they were all written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet there was none of them. No, do you understand this? Even when numbers didn't start. One, two, three, four, five. You have determined how long I will live. You have determined my state. Let me read the scripture again. I love the scripture so much. There's an aspect that, that blows me, blows me away. It says, your eyes saw my substance. Being yet unformed. Being yet unformed. Your eyes saw my substance. When even, listen, you, you, you sit here, you think God does not know you. He know you inside, left, right, out. When even this body was not formed, when your frame, your bones were not formed, God knows you. 
It says, your eyes saw my substance when I was yet unformed. And in your book, they were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them, 18. If I should come then, they would be more in number than the sun. When I awake, I am with you. When I awake, I am still with you. So what this man is saying is that, God, you knew me even when I didn't exist. You saw me even when I didn't exist. And then you now formed me. And when I was thinking, I was still in my unformed state. When I open my eyes, I am still with you. And that is a very constant existence that we walk in. In the call of God upon our lives. You have a strong call of God upon your life and you don't want to take it ordinary. You don't want to take it for granted. The nature of your call. I'm just doing the preamble. And let's look at a few things about the nature of your call. 2 Timothy chapter 1, the verse 9. 2 Timothy chapter 1, the verse 9. Please, somebody quickly. In the next, it's difficult to, all right. All right, let's do this first part. Let's try. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, who will help me? Second Timothy. Second Timothy 9, 1. No, 1. 1. 1, 9. 9. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Yep. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done. Not because of anything we have done. But because of his own purpose and grace. Because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Please just read it again. Verse yes, again. He has, us, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not mm-hmm. because of anything we have done, mm-hmm. but because of his own purpose and grace. His grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? So you see the general call of salvation. And you see the scripture also talk about the specific call. Who has saved us and after he saved us, he called us with a holy calling. We are looking at the nature of your calling. Whether you are an engineer, whether you are a pastor, whether you are a prophet, whether you are a housewife, whether you are anything. Look at this scripture carefully and you will understand some things and it must empower the way you think. And sometimes I talk and the devil has captured my call and the devil has taken my call. Where did he take it from? How? Listen. Who has saved us, number one, we are all born again. Once you have given your life to Jesus Christ, this scripture is fulfilled. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, 
not according to our abilities, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before, the found, before time began. This verse is so loaded. Let's identify a few things quickly. Number one, we all have a general call. Number two, we all have specific calls. Have you identified that specific call? Have you identified that specific call upon your life? Number three, the call is a call that is separated, is distinct, is unique. It's a holy calling. It's a sacred call. It's a call that demands whether you are a prophet, whether you are an apostle, whether you are an administrator, this call is a holy calling. It is not only prophets, apostles, evangelists who are called into a holy office. Whatever you do, that call is holy, is sacred. That call is a call that separates you. That word holy means you and I must live for the call and live holy. That, call, that word holy means you are separated. Separated unto the call. Separated unto the call. That is why when people do not live according to their call, the call actually fights them. The call torments them. Nothing works for them. Everything is in disarray. If you, I, I prophesied to, I prophesied to a woman, and I said, "Go and sell yams." She said, "I don't like yams." I didn't say go and eat yams. Do yam business. Oh, the fact that you don't like yam does not mean that. You may not have a business, you may not have a calling in business to prosper Arayam. Sometimes the, the things that preachers do and this call, some, some of us would have wished that we are not doing it. But there's a necessity, and the call is sacred, the call separates you. That call makes you distinct. That word holy means that the call makes you distinct. It separates you from everyone. Makes you unique. So you have a holy calling. And you must live sacred to the calling. He said, who has called us? Not according to our works. Your call is never according to anything that you and I have done and will ever do. When my frame was with you. In the secret place you wrote me. Even before time began, you called me. It is not about what you have done. It's not about what you will do. It is not because your mother gave some special offering. That is why God has really called you a prophet. No. God has determined before the foundations of the earth that you will be a prophet. He has determined that you will be this thing. And he has called you. Your mother's offering could activate it. He has purpose in his plans that you will walk in that space. Now, if you begin to understand this thing that is eternal, he has called us with a call that is eternal. 
Then you realize that it is not a call that started now, and it's not a call that ends now. It's a call that God has called you into. It doesn't matter where you have. So not according to your own works, but he has a purpose and he has a grace. He has a purpose, he has plans, and then he has something that will empower that call to function the way it must function. This verse is loaded. What you must fulfill in life, there is a particular grace that must. There is a particular friendship that must. There is a particular marriage that must. There is a particular relationship that must. It is not just anybody. Anybody. Hmm. The call was given to us in Christ Jesus. When we become born again, we lost the call when we fell, when Adam fell. But when we become born again, in Christ Jesus, the call is activated. In Christ Jesus, the call comes alive. In Christ Jesus, a discovery starts. And he said this was given to us before time began. Take note of this. Your call is a divine call and it's older than the devil. Let me say that again. Your call... The purpose that God has attached to your life is a divine call and it is older than the devil. Let's stop glorifying the devil over our call. He may frustrate us. He may delay us. Or maybe through our own connection to him, he may cause us to run ahead of God. But the devil cannot capture your call. This thing, he doesn't even understand it. It is older than the devil. The call, in summary, the call emerges out of eternity. It doesn't come from this earth realm. Who has called us with a holy calling? Who has called us and separated us, not according to our own works, but according to his own grace, given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Before time began means eternity. This call is an eternal call it emerges out of eternity do you understand the context and the nature of your call i'm here to try challenge you even if you are a barber if you are a cobbler if you are a, a electronics engineer if you are a software engineer if you are a student your call is a holy calling and at this stage part of the fulfillment of the call that you will be in school and fulfill that part of the call and that thing was given to you before time began it's older than the devil this thing is older than the devil. And if we can understand this, how powerful can you become? Can you imagine, all believers, we understand that this thing that I am called into is older than the devil. No matter the frustration, I'll still pursue. Because I know that I'm called to do this. I know that I'm called to do this business. No matter the frustration, I will still. I know that I'm called to sing. No matter the frustration, I will pursue this thing. If you do not have something to live for, he said, you never know why you are alive until you have something to die for. I want to challenge you this morning. Each and every one of us must go back and begin to seek God. If we are not clear concerning why, why you are here, go and start with your why, God, why? 
God, what have you called me into? God, why am I here? God, why am I here? God, why am I here? What am I supposed to? What am I supposed to walk in? What am I supposed to express? Mandiko Lord, I'm waiting on you. Speak to me. I am frustrated. I cannot have this thing done anymore. I don't know if I should go left or right. Lord, speak to me. My confidence level is gone. One day. Jeremiah said, I said, I will no longer speak of him. I said, I am tired. But his word to me was like fire in my bones. And then he shall come. He said, even though I wanted to rest, his word in me was like fire inside my bones. And as I want to rest, the fire pushes me into the core. I pray in the name of Jesus that a fresh fire will fall and will not only fill your spirit, but will fill your bones and propel you into the core. Even though, even though you are tired, even though you are disappointed, even though you don't want to do it again, let there be a fire. Hey! As you are praying, then angel number one is sent. Go and touch him. Just you go and touch him. And when you touch him, when you touch her, his eyes will open and you begin to see himself, even compared to now. And you will see a clear difference and hope will come. And so the angel goes as he is praying, as she is seeking, the angel touches. And suddenly you become aware that I am a special person. I have a call. Your confidence level is lifted and you are still praying. And then another angel is sent and he says, go and open his eyes. Let him know that I have set helpers, I have set transformers, I have set catalysts around him, I have sent people to him, and they are going to help him. But this is going to take place in the next 10 years. Ah, God, must I wait? And so Paul said that I know that this journey is going to be perilous. There's going to be problem in this journey, but but none will lose his life. Everybody will be saved. And so your confidence is filled, and so your prayer can be intense, your commitment can be good. Because you know, in the next five years, there is going to be a bonanza and a breakthrough. But it is only now that it is difficult. Look, you have to commit to the call. The devil, he is okay if he can get us to misbehave and leave our call. They that look at lying vanities, Job 2, the verse 8 it says, they that look at worthless idols forfeit their own call and grace. You leave your own call because you are looking at worthless idols. And so I concluded that those who abandon their call, they are idol worshippers. An idol is a false representation of God. 
An idol is a false principle. An idol is a thing that looks like God, but it is not God. Talks like God, but it's not God. Behaves like God, dances like God, but it's not God. An idol is a false representation of who you are. And so as I look at the false image, that is why God says, nobody shall make anything that looks like something in the sky, something in the ground to worship it. Nothing that looks like me will look like them. Everybody must look at me. And so the Bible says, if you shall set aside the idols this morning as you hear me if you can set aside your idols set aside the distraction set aside the distraction there is coming a fire and this fire will make you not to be attracted to friends because it's a season that must equip you and so those friends you lost will come back it is time this call is eternal this call is older than the devil he is not in charge. Your call is in charge. That is why I say one of the most powerful things on the earth today is purpose. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it said, There are many devices in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. It is older than the devil. Now, do you know you are older than the devil? Not just your call. When you rock me in the lower parts, before time began, before the foundations of the earth was even laid. Now, do you see Psalm 139 where he said, when you numbered my days, even when they did not exist, before time began. When you numbered how long you fashioned it, when even numbers did not exist, you showed, you declared, you determined that I will walk this path. Come on, please rise up. Let's pray one prayer before I continue. Look, there are, I'm, I'm just seeing in my heart, in my spirit, that there are places we have to walk to. There are things that must be activated in these seasons of our life. And you want to pray everything that ought to be activated. Father, activate it in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, talk to the Lord. Everything that must be activated in this season of your life. Father, I pray, I activate every aspect of this call in this season of my life. Say, God, I've called somebody. It is not God, oh, brother, 
Can I have you to uh, please? That is not it's a summon. Let all soldiers arise. Is the cry of war. Let the bridegroom abandon the bride and come into war. Finish. It's a summon. And we must have an ear that hears the sound of the call. We must have an ear that deserves the sound of the call. When you know the call of God, <laughs> one day, I had a phone call from somebody. She's a police officer. Her car, she had a taxi, and the taxi had not worked for two weeks. They tried everything, 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 everything. The car will not start again. So, somebody gave my number to her to call me. And when she called, I said, send me any paper, a photo of any paper that relates to the car with a car number on it. Just send it. So she called me on Thursday. And then she sends, I think, roadworthiness to me. And I told her, I said, on Saturday, I want, that, I want to meet her. She should come with her, with any of the papers. So Saturday, she would come. But before then, she told her brother to call me. When the brother also called me, the brother is a military man. See, don't joke with the call of God. The brother is a military man. When the brother called me, then the Holy Spirit says, I want to tell you something, but don't tell him. If you tell him, he will not come to you. So I said, yes, sir. So the Holy Spirit told me, I remember where exactly I was. And I said, yes, sir. So I told him, I said, can I see you on Saturday? He said, yes, sir. I said, wow. So the sister came that Saturday. And we heard the papers and we prayed. And by Sunday, the car, they went to start the car. The car started working. Thank you. <laughs> Long story, I just cut it short. Then the brother came. When the brother entered, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit told me, I forgot it. So I had Pastor Tony with me. Pastor Tony was sitting across this way. There was a table in between us. And then Pastor Tony was sitting this way. You know Pastor Tony? Pastor Tony was sitting this way. I was sitting this way. We were talking. So one moment I'll tell him, I said, please, I'll be with you, okay? I'll be with you. And I'm, talking, and I'm trying to remember what the Holy Spirit told me. And I said, Holy Spirit, please. And then he came. Bam. Tell him. In the office. Himself plus two other colleagues in the office, they like going to Dublin in Juju and Chan. I said, Papa Soldier, I want to talk to you. He said, Yes, sir. <laughs> no, my voice changed because I am inside the call and I'm operating from my office. I said, Papa Soldier, I want to talk to you. I said, You and two friends. In the office, as the Holy Spirit told me, I mean, I just, you and two friends in the office, you have been doubling in Juju and you have been doubling in Juju. I want to talk to you. Talk to me, Papa Soldier, uh, uh, Pastor M, Pastor M, Pastor M. You see him muscular, Pastor M, Pastor M. I said, Papa Soldier, I want to talk to you about the one that is under your bed. Pastor M, Pastor M. It's like, it's like a display. Pastor M, Papa, Pastor M, Pastor M, Pastor M. I said, I want to talk to you about the one under your bed. 
I want you to bring it so that I bend them. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I said, so talk to me about your friends. He said, there are two friends in my office. Everything that happened, they said, we should go here. Those friends be well there. Then as he was talking, I said, Papa Soldier, I want to warn you. He said, yes, sir. <laughs> you, you are warning a soldier man. <laughs> I said, Papa Soldier, I want to warn you. He said, yes, sir. I said, who is called Quan? Who is called Echo? Who is Quan? Who is Quan? Who is Quan? Who is Quan? He said, Amala, Amala. I said, will you give your life to Jesus Christ? He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. Listen. Don't joke with what God has put on you. Place value on yourself. You. Have you not seen the lawyers? There was, there was, my former office, there was a case. My colleague went with a lawyer for a particular company we were serving. And there was a vehicle with one of the officers of the company. And the guy would not release the vehicle, so they wanted to get into Nima Police Station. They managed to get into the police station and then this guy misbehaved and so they want to try and you know show him a pass more, not to lock him. Uh, show him some frightening him small. So while they were talking and they were arguing, they were arguing, then my friend who is not a lawyer, my colleague who is not a lawyer, who is an accountant, who is not even chatting, he decided to he decided to 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 to, to tread the way of law. He said, my learned colleague, the lawyer who is having shut up, you are not my learned colleague. He is in his call. You, he said, he said, my learned colleague, my colleague is a counter. My learned colleague, the lawyer shut up. You are not a learned colleague. You are not in the same category. <laughs> are you still learning? They are only person. We are learned. learned. Who told you you are the only person who is learned? You have made it up on yourself. Let me say it and be free. Me too, I am learned. The other day I met one accountant who was traveling in Israel. He said, he said, I am, I am a. I am a learned accountant. I said, look at you. Look at this foolish pride that is worrying people. I'm a learned accountant. Meaning she is chartered. Learned, learned accountant. Please be learned lawyer. <laughs> be learned engineer. Be learned accountant. Live in your office. Live powerfully. Because the thing that is upon you is older than the devil himself. Amen. The thing that is upon you is older than the devil. The thing that you carry is smaller than the devil, Ameta. The thing that you carry, Christian, is smaller than the devil. The thing that you carry is smaller than the great grandfather's whatever put together ancestral case, ancestral stronghold. The thing is smaller than my father's house. I don't come from there. My call do not come from that house. My call comes from eternity.
You think it's degree that made him get money from garbage? Listen, the call, I don't know, the call of God sometimes it lives, it lives outside what you study in school. Sometimes the call of God is outside what you study in school. So you will go and read your HR and read your mathematics and you'll be so boastful. Me, I read statistics and including statistics PhD and then you are carrying bola. And you are prospering bola. And God says, go and raise bola. And the first five years you are crying. Me, me, PhD, statistics. And, and, and all I'm doing is carrying rubbish and rubbish. And the next time your name is on CNN, you are on BBC. And they say, how do you make it? They say, as I was carrying it for the past five years, I am like Jacob. And the angel of the Lord said to me, lift up your eyes. Who told you Jacob was called? He lifted his eyes and then he saw. He said, ah, there's a way to prosper. When the street and the beast come to drink, move this in position. And so then the weak comes position. And so they are drinking. The weak is giving birth to weak. And the strong is giving birth to the strong. And he is taking the strong according to agreement. And you think it comes by PhD? Come on. You want to tell the Lord, Father, touch me again. Father, touch me again. Father, open my eyes to see. Father, let me descend. Lord, let me descend. Father, reveal my call to me. Lord, let it be clear in my mind. Let it be clear in my heart. Let it be clear. Let it be clear in my purpose. I am told to see I read back to see Come on, I want you to talk to the Lord. Wrestle with the Lord this morning. Sometimes the battle you are fighting is not because the devil is stronger. It is because of the nature of the call. There was one guy called Joseph. And because of the call, Bible said the call of God tried him. Listen to me. I want you to pray. Look, I cannot be called without money. I, no matter how anointed you are, without money you will go nowhere. No matter how powerful you are, without money you are going nowhere. You want to tell God, as you reveal the call to me, anoint me for finances. Give me financial dominion. Give me financial dominion. See, we are prayed for money wrongly. We are prayed for prosperity wrongly. Because we only pray because we are thinking about our comfort. But the thing is supposed to be inside your call. So that your call will expand. So that you can reach the people you have to reach. Bible said there was a man who was very wise in the city. There was war. He saved the whole city. The poor man's wisdom was ignored. They ignored him after saving the city. He now came and said, look, I have this idea. We can make this country to work like this. This city will be like this. In fact, we can set this plant here. They say, my friend, shut up, you poor man. Meanwhile, he saved the whole city. Say, tell the Lord. Don't, tell the Lord. Listen, this one, the prayer I'm praying is that God, other people may be called and they are poor, but Father, don't add me to that. those people. I know you as my father. I know you as my friend. I know you as my father. I know you as my friend. Put some grace upon me. Anoint me for financial dominion. Anoint me for financial dominion. If you are called a prophet, if you are called an engineer, if you are called a lawyer, if you are called a politician, if you are called a businesswoman, if you are called 
as a statistician, if you are called as a medical doctor, if you are called as a firefighter, if you are called as a soldier, tell the Lord God Almighty, give me dominion in my call. Father, give me dominion as a teacher. Lord, give me dominion as a prophet. Lord, give me dominion, dominion as a businesswoman. Father, anoint me for dominion. Anoint me for financial dominion. Anoint me for prophetic dominion. Anoint me in this city and beyond. I want you to pray, pray, pray into it. Pray, tell the Lord. If you are called as a musician, if you are called, pray as a father. Let me do unusual things. Let me sing strange songs that makes the heaven open. Let me walk in strange prophetic experiences. Oh God, let me walk in strange teaching dimension. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge in you. Cause the eyes of my heart to be open that I may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the glorious riches of your inheritance in the saints, in the name of Jesus. My God, I pray that you will give me five Financial dominion. Give me dominion in business. Give me dominion in the city. Give me dominion across. Give me dominion in the nations. Oh God, as this year is a year of divine elevation. I need somebody praying. When it comes to the matters of the call, it is between life and death. Oh Lord, that I will fulfill my call. Anywhere you are missing it, Father, align me for accuracy. Whatever you do not call me to do, I give you permission to kill it. I am to deliver commanded the things that you have called me to do. Oh, like Jeremiah, let the fire engulf me. I am paragapaya. I am pandelebekoma. I am tadadabakaba. Let me be very clear in my mind. Let me be very clear in my mind. A sense of purpose, a sense of identity. I am tarabakapa. I am pandaraba. I love a condelebe. Let me not be defined by what men say. Let me not be defined by what women say. Let me not be defined by what society say. Let me not be defined by what friends are doing. Lord, let me be defined by heaven. Oh, defined by heaven. Oh, defined by heaven. Oh, defined by heaven. Financial dominion. Father, I money. Father, add finances to my call. Father, add finances to my call. I pray right now the men and the women that are supposed to be in my life, the divine helpers, oh God, the catalyst, oh God, Father, the supporters, oh God, the initiators, oh God, the investors, oh God, those that bring approval, oh God, I pray. Release that man, release that woman, release that partner, release that friend. Lord, open my eyes that I will see clearly the call. 
in my mind. Let me not be confused by what my friend is doing. Let me not be confused by what my brother is doing. Oh God, brother, let me join my brother with my grace. I am Tanabako, I live a let me leave about criticism. Let me leave about criticism. I am Barakapa, Nalabako, I am Beresiatan, I am Narabako Sapa, I am Patalacon de Rebecca, I am Toda de Bersia Tarada, Alabako Sebedecabo, I am Maria Calabasia, Aram Pandeleve. Let me leave about criticism. I am Lord, add money to me, Lord, add dominion to me, financial dominion, prosperity dominion, ministerial dominion, prophetic dominion, teaching dominion, apostolic dominion, enlargement. I am Caparonte, Azupatiato, Aramba Zembadon, I am Bazuntade, I am Bako Base, Arapako Sepe. Listen, Idaosa. He told God, he said, God, if you have called everybody, if you are calling me like the way you have called this poor, poor pastor, he said, Father, I don't want to be called. The call of God must be evident. You must do strength. Tell God, let me do strange things. Are you called? Are you, you, are, you are a contractor. God, let me do strange things in the construction field. Let me do strange things in software development. Let me do strange things in school. Let me do strange things in haircut. Let me do strange things in this business environment. Let me, in my office, accounting, uh, let me begin to do strange. Let me understand. Look, one of my friends told me, he said sometimes he will come back from the office very tired. You know him. He's ministered here. I don't want to mention his name because, because of the connections that he, he, he will come back from the office and he's tired. He's tired. He has documents to read and prepare for a meeting. Sometimes he will get to the office and they'll tell you, we have a certain meeting, we need you there. He said, but I'm not prepared. He said, we need you there. And he will go. He said he will start talking. He doesn't know what he's talking. He's just talking and he's talking and he's giving strategy, finance strategy. He was the head of finance structure of a certain, a certain investment group and bank. And he will give and he will say, you should do this and you should put this one here and you should and sometimes he will see a vision and, and, and he, will be, he will be defining and saying things. And when he said, Mark, I don't even know what I want to say in the meeting, but when I finished, they were all clapping their hands. And when they implement it, boom, it's working. Father, let me let me let me walk in strange prophetic. Strange unusual expression of the prophetic, unusual expression or expression of the teaching anointing. If you're a student, ah, Lord, open me up. Let me begin to understand things differently. Unusual understanding, dreams and visions of the books. When I would dream and I would see the content of the books and have understanding, understanding will live inside me. Let me walk in strange enigma, expression of enigma, understanding. When I teach, let it carry a certain grace. Let it be instantaneous abilities. When I build and somebody sees that building, they say, get me the one that built it. And then somebody will come and say, I want you to build for me. And I want you also to build for me. When I prepare that account, when I send that report in the office, let it be unusual anointing on it. Let that report end up with the president. Let the president call me because of an unusual anointing. Come on, pray, pray. Your call must be expressed. Mako Pahayapo, Arika Ponda Piako, Abianta Bakuata, 
I want somebody praying. I am not stopping now. I want somebody praying. I am not stopping now. I will tell the Father, do something to me. What is it that made ordinary men to begin to do extraordinary things? Oh God, in the Old Testament, people knew of Abraham. But Abraham is not here. I am here. Lord, oh people knew of Paul. But Paul is not here right now. I am here. Oh God, people knew of Agabus, but Agabus was is not here. I am here. Oh God, people knew of Jonah, but Jonah is not here. I am here. Oh God, there were people like Esther, and they were known, but Esther is not here, but I am here. Father, how can the people around me Father, how can the people around me know that you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I called on? Do to me what you did to the fathers. Arako sakapo, ayapa rakapo, ayapo biako, arimba sundape, ayembako. I'm not stopping. I am not stopping until I experience something. Ayapendele mekapo, aliba kaparo kapab, ayapako. Amiato masia bako, mesembere koto, ayembere kapala bako, ayembere kapaya bo, ayambara kapaha, alabaka para kapara baka para ba, ayabaka para ba, ayabala ka, arabaka para ba, ayabala ka, ayabaka para ba koba, tasabala ka pala, ayabaka para ka ba, ayabaka para ka ba, hey 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 hey, maka para maka pala bako, ayabaka pa, ayabaka pa ka, arabaka pa. I am not stopping. We are desperate people. I am desperate to be anointed. Desperate to be anointed. Desperate to be anointed. Desperate to manifest my call. Let me walk in strange manifestations. Let me walk in unusual manifestations. An unusual expression of the prophetic. An unusual expression of the apostolic. An unusual expression as an engineer. An unusual expression. Let me provoke you. Let me provoke you a bit. Who knows Abraham? Have you seen Abraham before? Have you seen Abraham? Abraham before. You have you seen Daniel before? So how would they know that he's the God of Daniel? Hmm? How would they know? Have you seen? Have you seen Esther before? No. Tell me, have you seen Dorcas before? Have you seen Deborah before? Have you seen Hilda, the prophetess, before? So, and the people around you, have they seen Abraham before? Have they seen Hilda before? 
How will they know that he is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob until he does it to you? You want to tell the Lord, do the same thing to me. Lord God, let me walk in strange, unusual power. Let me walk on strange, unusual power. Listen, I read a book. I read a book, The Breath of Fresh Air, so many, so many years back. There's a great prophet who was studying a ministry. And the, um, the, the fire tender started rushing. Boom, 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 boom. And they came to stop at where they were and they started pulling the hose and running into the auditorium and they said somebody called he said what is happening he was made he said what is happening he said somebody called called us that there is fire at this particular address he said no the fire is addressed so so and so and so so and so and so and so drive there right now and you will put it off and they drove there and they quenched the fire listen to me there is a grace there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty gives them understanding you would as i was talking yesterday about prophetic pressure we need to put pressure on the things that people have defined as working and transform them we need to put pressure by the prophetic bring the prophetic beyond what is believed to be the limit we need to push the things in the spirit we need to push limits unusual things the touch of god abraham is not known when that is done to you then they'll say oh it's truly the god of abraham is calling upon father i pray as we lift up our voice let heaven receive our sound and let angels be dispatched even now Lift up your voice and pray. Ayato Kapada, Makabaka, Arakapaka, Ayapasapara, Alapakode, Amakasaka, Amakodere, Ayapatara, Alabakode, Ayapatara, Ayanda Nabako, Ayanda Nabaha, Ayanda Nabako, Ayanda Nabaha, Ayanda Nabako, Ayanda Nabaka, Ayanda Nabako, Ayanda Nabaka, Ayanda Nabako, Ayanda Nabaha, Ayanda Nabako, Ayanda how would they know that there is a Daniel? How would they know? And Joseph walked through the earth. How would they know that an Abraham walked through the earth? Father, I am your servant. Do it to me. I am Padalabakapa. 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 I am a 
Listen, come to the point where you begin to put pressure. And by this pressure, the pressure of prayer. And connect it to the pressure, prophetic pressure. Whereby the things you see, perceive, and know. By revelation, you begin to apply for things to work. How would they know that Daniel walked to the earth? They say, but that one is my, my you know, there's a, there's a yellow book we used to read. The book of my Bible story. They will tell you it's the book of my Bible story. But when I am a testament, when I am the testimony of God established, when I am a walking expression of that which was preached and taught and spoken of, when I am a walking expression, how can a man, a man pick some simple teachings that people, some people call deep teachings and say, you never cease to do me wonders. You never see. How, how can that become a song? I have no silver or gold. Is it not a nice song? But what I have is what I give in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. You never cease to do wonders. You are the God of Abraham. So you never cease to do what me wonders. You are the God of Abraham. So let me, I am here. How can somebody sing that and you call it a song? You know, is that a song? <laughs> is that a song? It's nice, isn't it? It tells you that there is an inspiration in men and there is an inspiration that comes from God that makes men do extraordinary things. That is why I say you cannot be ordinary. You are not ordinary. You are, you know, you are older than the devil. Oh. You are older than the devil. Oh. You, are more in, you are created in the image and the likeness of God. You are made a little lower than Elohim. You are God's servant. You are a replica of God. You are God's representation. You are the imagination of God. In fact, in Genesis, the Bible Bible says God created and he created everything. When he finished creating you and I, he looked upon and said everything is very good. But when he finished creating every other thing, he said it was good. After he created Adam and Eve, he says everything is very good. And then the Bible says he created male and female in his image. In the image of God, he created man and man. A man and woman. And, 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 and no, not, not Steve and Steve. Man and woman. <laughs> 
He created man and, and the word man is dust. Oh, ordinary people. The word man is soil. But the Bible said he breathed into man, Genesis 2, 7. The breath of many, 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 many lives. And suddenly this man awoke. And when you look, he said, this is God. This one is called God. This one is my father. This one is my creator. He had intelligence. He did not go to any classroom to learn. The DNA of God activated. The DNA of God activated. Divine nature activated. In fact, let me, let me not run through so many things. Because, because in, in verse 19, and God began to gather all the animals and brought them. And the Bible says what name he will call them. The name that Adam called them, that was the name thereof. Meaning God wrote down, this one is dog. This one is a cat. This one is a cow. This one is a camel. This one is hippopotamus. In fact, even the tiniest insect, the tiniest insect, the tiniest insect that, that sometimes micros, micros, microscope will have to see. Man look and say, I can see something very tiny than dust and it is called algae. It is called this and, and leaves and plant in the sea. Man look and say, there is a plant and by this nature you plant you are called this and he started defining and called something dandelion and, and we listen you are so unique and powerful it is other than the devil I must be an expression of strange things my lying down my rising up I have to be an expression my children have to be an expression of strange things oh God let your hand come upon us right now let your fire fill us right now let the thing that makes ordinary men do extraordinary things the call of God let it come forth any call that has been buried in the dust any call that has been abandoned anybody who has abandoned his call who is in a place of fight and battle who is online right now by the power of the living God I command fire everywhere and I begin to command chains to be broken I command fire everywhere I hear the claps of thunder and let the thunder begin to break chains and begin to open every prison house anybody that has been buried underground in any prison house right now I declare by the power of the Holy Spirit let the captive go free in the name of Jesus I command abundance in the place of luck I command abundance in the place of luck I command wisdom in the place of lack of wisdom I command understanding in the place of lack of understanding in the name of Jesus I demand right now I am the children that the Lord has given me we have for signs and wonders inside this land let our lives let our expression let our studies let our ministries become a sign and a wonder a doing of God to ordinary men in the name of Jesus I demand the fire of the Lord that set men on fire I call for the power of prayer I call for the power of prayer let there be a fresh burning again let there be a fresh burning again let there be a fresh burning again desires that have gone down for the things of God I
in the name of Jesus. From today, you should not be an ordinary businessman or woman. From today, you should not be an ordinary politician. From today, you can't. I demand, I fast, you cannot be an ordinary student. I demand the torment of prayer and divine hunger to arrest you. In your bed, in your sleep, let divine, let there be a divine arrest. Let there be a divine demand placed upon us. Let it be an unusual work of God inside us. An unusual understanding at work. Anybody that has abandoned his call out of frustration, I demand a return to the call by the power of the Holy Spirit. By producing clarity in vision and producing hope and producing divine supply and abundance and calling back in the name of Jesus. Hey, I can't be ordinary. I can't be ordinary. I can't be ordinary. I can't be ordinary. Look, one day, I was in the office when one of my colleagues, he worries me a lot. He said, you, you can't see anything. You, you can't see. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. You don't see. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. I said, if you do any anyhow, you will see any anyhow. And I said, I can't see anything. I said, right now, I have entered your house in Mamprobi. And as enter the compound this way, and I turn this way, and this is your door. On the left is one, two, three. On, and, it, and I enter through this door. When I entered, by your window this way is a writing desk. Then behind, by the writing desk, there are one, two, three drawers. He said, Mr. Agbeko, it's okay, it's okay. I said, I open the second drawer, and there are two pieces of condom in there. He said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Listen, Lord, let me walk in strange, unusual dimensions. In the name of Jesus. Let me walk in strange on usual dimensions. Let the scriptures come alive. Lord, the scriptures that have been written, they are written and Abraham, they are tutors to bring me into it. Lord, where is the God of Abraham? I have a teaching there. The title is, it is still there. Okay. Hallelujah. I have a teaching there. The title, you don't worry. The title is, it is still there. Okay. I have a teaching there. Don't try to make me over. Don't try to make me over. Where is the God? I want us to pray lastly. Where is the God of Abraham? Where is the God that our fathers have spoken about? If you are online, you are following, I am challenging you. Because we didn't come to serve God to go. Where is the evidence of God? Okay, we've heard about Abraham. You. One day some boys went, they come out in the name of Jesus that Paul has been preaching. And they say, ah, you, you don't understand, eh? Jesus, we know him very well. We don't play with him. Paul, too, we have been warned to be very careful and we have marked him. But you, where is your pedigree? Oh, where is the God of Abraham? On that particular evening, when Pinky passed, and I was sitting in the car, and the scripture came, oh, 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 I said, where is the God of Abraham? And visions began to open. Amen, that Abraham saw visions. That is why the Bible says that Abraham, I think Genesis Genesis chapter 19 and chapter 18 he was sitting by his door and he so lifted his eyes to see and there stood by him you read scripture he lifted his eyes to see and there stood by him three men and when Abraham would have finished talking with them the angels went and Abraham stood before the Lord and spoke read scripture carefully today it means that I must also see visions 
Where is the God of Solomon? Where is the God of David? Where is the God of Daniel? Where is the God of Nehemiah? Are you a nation builder? Are you a politician, a genuine to build nations? Where is the God of Nehemiah? Are you supposed to raise the foundations of cities and nations? The Bible says we shall be the repairer of broken walls and cities. We shall make them a dwelling place for God. Father, let me walk in strange, unusual manifestation. Let me walk in strange wisdom. 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 Something is happening. There's somebody online, you having you having issues with your your chest, like your breathing is is not proper. The Lord is touching right now, and I saw somebody also with your back, with your back. I saw, I saw clearly the bone, and I saw connected to the diaphragm. I saw the back. I saw, um, I saw the spine, and there's a touch of the spirit right now. And even if you're among us and you have this back pain, unusual back pain in your spine, my God, my God, one of them seems to me like somebody who had gone to the hospital due to some processes. They had to inject something into your spine to carry out this process, and as a result, there is this pain that have come to remain. And as I pray right now, the spirit of the Lord is touching you and bringing an unusual manifestation. Let there be a touch in the name of Jesus. Like a crackling, like a breaking of bones, let there be a joining again in the name of Jesus. Every broken bone, every open sore. I'm seeing something like an open sore. Like an open sore. Let it be healed in the name of Jesus. Scriptures must come alive, oh. It can't be black and white again. It can't be revelation I talk. I must represent it, the testimony of Christ established. I read a scripture. If I want to contain, we're not close. No, I'm telling you the truth. I don't have any exams to write this weekend or tomorrow. I don't have any paper to submit. So maybe you have to start praying, God, <laughs> the plane, let the plane land now. I read a scripture. Let me read it. I love that scripture too much. Deuteronomy 28. Anytime I read it, I have another teaching there. The contradictory of the contradiction of dreams, the contradiction of faith. <laughs> Deuteronomy, listen, listen what it says. When I read it, I'm sure you'll be angry. You'll be angry. You will ask yourself, why haven't this scripture been fulfilled? By now we should have abundance of people walking in this. Verse, listen, Deuteronomy. Where is it? Ah. Stop. Open to Deuteronomy. Ah. Uh -huh. Deuteronomy 28, the verse 12. Listen, the verse 12. There's something that it blows my mind, challenges me. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. His good treasure. Okay, the heavens. The good treasure of the Lord is called the heavens. To give you the rain. There's something called the rain, not a rain. Listen to me, there's something called the rain. In many ways, maybe we would have experienced a rain, some kind of rain. But there's something called the 
rain, the risk in particular, the rain, to your land in each season and to bless the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall lend to what? Many nations, but you shall not borrow. Somebody can say, well, a nation is a person. One person said, the Bible uses a nation. Two nations are in you. I understand. But a nation also means America. That I'm supposed to borrow to Russia. I'm supposed to borrow to Ukraine. I heard one man of God says, we have enough money to build the best international airport, my church. We have enough money, he was saying. We have... We, uh, we need nations of God richer than nations. It says, I will. He didn't put the responsibility on you. It says, me, I will open. And I will bless you. You start lending to nations. Nations will come to you like the IMF. Deliver us from our woes. Show us the way to go. When I read scriptures like this, I get angry because I'm not seeing it. I want to see. I want to walk in it. And so there is one Albert in Ghana. Go see him. He's going to, he's going to give you money. And you go and he... he when, when you move your money from one bank, the bank collapses, that kind of thing. Listen, we have to, be, we, we have to rise. I need something to touch me. I need something to work in me. I need something to be at work in my world. That makes me extraordinary. When they put you and another person, another Agbala person on the, you must shine. The rain must come. The season that we are in, we have to be equipped to do the things that we have been called to do. There's no time. There's no time to waste. Those of us who are young, Adam and Christian, and don't think you have plenty of years ahead of you. You have now. Yes. You have now. We want to pray for all the children here. Everybody, everybody is Christian, come. And they are not, a Christian is not a child. Adam is, come, uh, hello, oh, come, 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 come. Quickly, quickly. Uh, precious, come. Let's pray for, let's pray for, let's pray for the young men and the young women and the young, me too, have you join? Sure. <laughs> Listen, stretch your hand and begin to pray. Abed, come, come, come. Stretch your hand. Stretch your hand, begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Charity, come. You, come, come, come. Stretch your hand, begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Put your hand, put your hand, put your hand, put your hand, put your hand. Begin to pronounce things. Begin to pronounce things. If you feel like, if you feel like doing deliverance, do deliverance. In the name of Jesus, we pray our children must be strange. Strange children doing unusual things, glorifying God. My God, serving God, loving God, walking with God. Ah, Charity, I want you to lay hands on them. Oh, you do have join. Yay! Oh, Father, 
Let them discover their identities. Let them know who they are. Abia kaparo kapadaba kapa ayabadabaka 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 laba ayabadabasiya toba kapa abia kosi agonta bra kapa abia ngosi antadagato. Hey, Father, let our children do exploit. Anybody connected to this call, whether we have child, we do not have child, I demand that our children will begin to walk in exploits. Manifestations, extraordinary wisdom. Let the scriptures come alive in their world. Let them be intelligent, intelligent. Let them be wiser than the enemy. Let them be wiser than their generation. I demand that even now and beyond, you shall make our children relevant. Oh God, now make them relevant. Five years from now, make them relevant. Ten years from now, make them relevant. Fifty years from now, let make them relevant. Give them a wisdom and understanding that makes them 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 100 years ahead of their generation. A people of impact. Rebuilders of nations. Discovering their call and they are committed and locked in. Everything that they need, every piece that they need, let the joy of the Lord fill them. I ask that the Holy Ghost will be poured upon them. Let it be a baptism of fire. Let it be a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Every battle that they are fighting in their minds, every battle that they are fighting in their emotions, every battle that they are fighting. Oh God, every silent war. I deliver them from accidents. I deliver them from wrong friendships. I disconnect them from wrong influences. I set their life forward and hindered. I demand divine speed upon them. I demand, I demand momentum. I demand anointing of Christ and a hunger, a testing quest that is given by heaven in the name of Jesus. I demand a passion locked up in them, demanded by heaven. I fasten, I demand like a Father, I pray over all our sons and our daughters, and I demand that this one shall be a sign and a wonder. Hey. I rely, I rely on you, precious Holy Ghost. I rely on you. I depend. I depend on you, reassuring Holy Ghost, I depend on you. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Ah, I need to close. Holy Ghost, Holy well. I need to stop here. When we finish like this, then the next two hours we start the prophetic. 
Then the service have now started. Then the service would have now started. And the service would have now started. Holy God, stay with me and do wonders. Without you, I am nothing, nothing at all. Father, I thank you this morning for the keys that have been released. I thank you this morning for connecting your sons and your daughters. I thank you this morning for linking us up to relationships that we must walk in. I thank you that the heavens are open, our eyes are open. I thank you that there is a divine invasion, angels on assignment visiting us bringing to us ministration of the spirit and producing in us a demand that changes our world. I thank you for unusual wisdom beginning to invade us, that we are beginning to create impacts inside this earth and serving our generation by the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you that, Father, in our individual callings, we will be an expression of strange dimensions. Strange dimensions unusual dimensions. Lord, being apostle, being prophet, being evangelist, being teacher, being pastor, being lawyer, being engineer, being accountant, being anything, as well as just whatever father our people have been called into. Being a politician that we shall be a unique ones, a people who are filled with prophetic ability to see and to hear and at the same time to walk in the wisdom of God. We thank you for good health and we thank you for financial dominion. We thank you for dominion in this city. We thank you that the place that we stand, the city in which we stand, the land upon which we stand, we thank you for dominion. Oh, come on, there's something on me. There's something on me. There's something on me. I see one of my friends online. When I close, I'll call him. There's something on me. I think when we finish like this, then we now start the service. Then maybe Albert will come and prophesy some 20 minutes. Then I'll drink water and rest. Then I'll come and do the next two hours. Jehovah, you are God. Do it again. Thank you for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm stopping here. I'm stopping here. I'm stopping here.